0: Did you ever go surfing, Matt?
1: In the wild waves of Devon, Tamar, not far from the river Tamar, which is spelled the same way as your name. Just say it a little differently. Anyhow, it wasn't exactly Hawaii, but it was pretty hard to do. What was so hard about it? Well, standing up on the board, I kept falling off.
0: Right. Yeah. And that would have been even harder if you'd been, say, in the wild Atlantic waves off the northern coast of
1: Portugal. For me, that would have been impossible. Portugal's famous for its huge breakers and strong winds.
0: OK, so let's say you aren't a surfer at all.
1: (laughs) You sound like my surfing coach. That's what he used to say. But OK, what am I?
0: Well, you're not a surfer. You're a 210-meter-tall wind turbine that can generate enough electricity for 60,000 households.
1: It's going to be even harder to figure out how to stand up in the wind and waves.
0: It really is, because you're not like all those other wind turbines which are standing on the floor of the sea. You're floating on the waves.
1: That is hard to imagine.
0: Well, Windfloat Atlantic has figured out how to do it.
1: Tamar, these wind float turbines are enormous. There are currently three of them. They're 20 kilometers offshore from the town of uh, Viano do Castello. And the blades on the turbine are 18 meters from tip to tip. They're taller than a 60-story building. You mentioned that they're 210 meters high. To our listeners in Britain and America, that's almost 700 feet.
0: These are the largest wind turbines ever installed on floating platforms. But Do they actually work?
1: They've been providing electricity since July 2020. They're saving 33,000 tons of carbon dioxide annually. That's the amount of carbon dioxide you could fit in 17 million fire extinguishers, to give you an idea of how big the amount is. And it's the equivalent of the amount of carbon dioxide emitted by 17,000 gasoline cars in a year.
0: I guess it must be harder to make these things float than just to build them on a hilltop or standing on the seabed. It is. So why make them floating? Why not take the easier option?
1: Well, mainly there's the wind. Unlike onshore wind farms, there's no obstacles to get in the way of the wind and reduce its force when you're out at sea. So the wind out at sea is reliably steady. The farther you go into the ocean, the greater the wind. And the fact that the wind is steady rather than sometimes high and sometimes nothing, as happens with onshore wind farms, means less fatigue on the mechanical equipment.
0: Okay, but how is it possible to keep such tall structures stable in a place where waves can go up to more than 15 meters?
1: So these floating platforms. The the turbines stand on semi-submerged platforms. It's an innovation first created by the fossil fuel industry, and they've been adapted to support these towering turbines amidst the incredible force of the Atlantic. The platforms themselves are massive. They're they're made of three columns, so they're 29 meters high and 12 meters uh, in diameter, arranged in a kind of a triangle. But the main principle keeping these giant turbine towers upright is the same thing that works for ships. It's ballast.
0: Ballast. Ballast. How does that work?
1: Okay, so the base of the three pillars fills with water that moves between the pillars, or is moved between the pillars, to counterbalance the force of the wind. The turbines can withstand waves of up to 20 meters and winds of more than 100 kilometers per hour.
0: Wait, but if they're floating, how is it that they don't just float right out to sea.
1: Oh, That would be pretty crazy, wouldn't it, if they just left them floating out there. The platforms are anchored to the ocean floor with cables, and that allows them to operate much farther away from shore in deeper water, even compared to most offshore wind farms, because most offshore wind farms are in water that's less than 60 meters deep. There are a lot of them in the North Sea, which is not very deep sea. At Windfloat Atlantic's location, which is in the Atlantic, the ocean is about 100 meters deep, And if you need to carry out maintenance, you can float them back to shore.
0: And you don't have to worry about local people who sometimes don't like living near onshore wind farms.
1: The bottom line is that this is a very important development for the climate transition.
0: Right. All right. Thanks, Matt. We're reporting on a new climate project every week on climate solutions. They're all different, but each one of them will make you look at the solutions to climate change in a new way. Subscribe so you don't miss any of them. Listen to the previous seasons of Climate Solutions too. We've got a series on the innovations that are going to save us from climate disaster and another one on how green finance is going to help pay for it all. Thanks for listening to Climate Solutions from the European Investment Bank.